Two weeks ago, we started a message. Your vision lead you to your destination. How many of you remember of this word? How many of you? I want you to know if you were here and received this word, raise up your hands. If you didn't receive this word, if you didn't listen to it, please, please go to our website, to YouTube, and listen to it, please. If you didn't listen the first part of the, the message. Because today I'm going to give you the second part. And many people, after listening to this message, uh, came to me and told me that how much this message helped them. And then, please, go and listen the first time of the, the first part of this message. Amen? And also, if you have a, a notebook and pen, please take notes. Okay? Because this is the school of the Holy Spirit. And he is speaking to you and you need to be connected to him. Amen? And today's message is your vision you lead you to your destination. Say that to the person next to you. Your vision you lead to you, your destination. Amen? And I want just to remember for one minute some points. What is your vision? What is your vision like? What are you doing? What are you doing here on earth? Why are you doing what are you doing? Why are you doing what you are doing? What do you are trying to accomplish? I told you that it's so sad to see nowadays Young people, adults, men and women who have no vision for their spiritual life. Some people have no vision for their future. And some people have no vision for their work. And their lives are stagnant. Do you know people like that? You look at them, their spiritual life is stagnant. Their professional life stagnant and there is a verse in the scripture Proverbs 29 18 I want to read let's read all together where there is no vision the people perish where there is no vision the people perish then this is why some things are not working maybe in your life there is another translation ESB ESV that says, where there is no prophetic vision, the people cast off restraint. Without vision, you go, you get nowhere. Without vision, you will abort the plan of God for your life. And I'm going to ask you again, what is your vision for your spiritual life? What do you have in mind for your spiritual life? Just think about what is your vision for your professional life? Don't, don't say that it's not important. It's important. <laughs> because many people, they are going to look at you, to listen to you because of your professional life. What is your vision for your marriage? What is your vision for your children? 
What is your vision for your profession, for your financial life? And what is your vision for your health? Some people, they have no vision. And this is why some people, they are, the Bible says, with no vision, the people is perishing. I know people who fulfilled their purpose in history. They did so because they saw things that were not there. They were visionaries. They had vision about their lives. And what is vision? Vision is seeing the future before it comes into being. Or you can see the, the future before it comes into our lives. And you need to see further than your eyes can see. This is faith. Maybe you don't have it because it's, it's a lack of faith. Because faith is when you see first before you receive. And Jesus said, blessed are those who don't see, but they believe. They didn't see, but they believe. And this is faith. This is to have a vision. Many people, they are just looking to their lives right now. And if you live based on what your eyes see every day, you will be depressed. If you just look to your life how it is today, and you do not have a vision, you're going to be anxious, depressed. Sometimes you're going to have panic attack because you have no vision. You are just looking around you. And for you to find your vision, you need to find first the Lord. And you need to be near to him. I spoke that. This church started with no money, with no qualified people, with no English language. But this church started with a vision. And then, when you have a vision, everything's going to come. Because you have a vision. And you need to have a vision. And I want to, to finish this first part of reading Habakkuk 2, 1 and 2. Habakkuk 2, 1 and 2. We, we read before, but I'm going to talk the third part of this, this verse. That said... I will stand my watch and set myself on the, ramp on the rampart and watch to see what God will say to me. Okay? What he will say to me. And what I will answer when I am corrected. Verse 2. Then the Lord answered me and said. What the Lord said? Write the vision and make it plain on tablets that he may room who reads it. What happened with this guy, Habakkuk? Habakkuk, he, he positioned himself properly that so he could hear the Lord. And are you listening to God's voice? Why? Because vision comes from God's voice. What did I say? 
If you are not connected to the Lord, if you don't position yourself, you are going to be lost with no vision. And you are going to be guided by all the winds of life. And the winds of life will come and you're going to follow them. Because without vision, the people of God is perishing. They are destroyed. And also we, we, we learn in the first part of this message, this message, that first, we have to receive a vision. First, to receive a vision. Amen? Second, we have to write the vision. And keep coming back to it. To read it. Okay? To receive the vision. To write the vision. And to keep coming back or reading. And because you have a vision, you received a vision from the Lord, and the plan for your life is on the paper, that visual vision, you become reality. Amen? Or receive the vision, write the vision, read the vision frequently, and the third, speak the vision. Say to the person next to you, speak your vision. We have to speak our vision. When the vision becomes a reality, pay attention, are you with me? When the vision becomes a reality, the vision, you become a voice. Did you get? When the vision becomes a reality, the vision becomes a voice. Or for you to understand, when a house is built from a plan, you have a plan. And that plan is built one house. And when that house becomes real, you don't have to come and say, <laughs> that's a house. Did you get the point? Everybody is going to pass by. You look at the house. What are they going to see? That's a house. <laughs> because when the vision becomes real, the vision will speak by itself. But the point is, until your vision is real, you have to speak in order to have your vision. Did you get? Your vision will speak to yourself. One day, we are going to have thousands of people. And one day our vision will speak by ourselves. The people are going to pass by, going to see. And, but now we do not have. And what we are doing, we are, we are confessing, we are declaring, we, we are praying. You are declaring. You have to speak your vision. And if you stay quiet, don't think God's going to move. Because this is the way that always God's move. A house will speak every single time anybody passes by. They're going to look and say, <laughs> that's a house. The people are going to see. The vision, you will speak. But in the beginning, you must speak. Amen? Amen. Say to the person next to you, your vision will speak in the future. But now you have to speak. <laughs> Amen? Once it's in the paper, you have to start speaking. Speak the vision. Speak the vision. 
Do you remember about the dry bones? Yeah. <laughs> Speak to the dry bones. It's totally dead. Dry. And, the, and what the Lord said? Speak. Prophesy to the dry bones. Don't stay quiet. Prophesy about your life. Prophesy about your health. Prophesy about your children. Prophesy about your circumstances. Don't stay quiet. You have to speak your vision. But what many people are speaking? They are not speaking about, they are speaking about their nightmare, nightmares. Or they are speaking about their realities. They are speaking about their feelings. How someone treated them. How they hurted you. It's what you are speaking. Please listen what I'm going to say. Don't give your reality more attention than it already has earned. Did you get? Don't give. Please don't elevate your reality higher than the vision that you have. Don't elevate your problem, your sickness, your infirmity, your troubles more than your vision. Put your vision higher. Or what that means. If you are sick, for example, don't declare I am sick and I'm going to die. Don't declare that. Sick. I am health and I am fight, uh, fighting against illnesses. It's different. Don't say I am, I am going to die, I am sick. You have to declare I am healthy and I am fighting these illnesses, these infirmities. Instead of saying, oh, I am weak, I am struggling. Say, I am strong fighting weaknesses. Amen. You are strong fight. What the Bible says, let the weak say. Let the weak say. This is not a lie. This is a vision. But if you don't have a vision, you're going to die. This is the point. Many people, they have no vision. And because of vision, your marriage is in this way. Your spiritual life is in this way. Because there is no vision to grow spiritual. There is no vision to know the Bible. There is no vision to invest your time in the Lord, in the prayer. And, and why your life is in the way that it is today. You have to say, I'm not poor trying to get blessed. I am blessed fighting poverty. <laughs> I'm not cursed trying to be blessed. I am blessed fighting curses. Amen. I am blessed. Mm. And I am fighting curses. I am fight, fighting this infirmity. I am fighting. Why? Proverbs 18, 21. This is why I'm teaching you, you about that. Proverbs 18, 21 says, let's read all together. The tongue can bring, can bring what? Death or life. Those who love to talk will rip. The consequences. Wow. 
You are going to rip. What are you saying? This is not Pastor Marshall teaches what the Bible is teaching. What means that my mouth has both life and death, but I choose life. Do you have in your house a tap that there, 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 there is hot water and cold water? Do you have in your house this kind of tap? Do you have it? <laughs> your mouth is like a, that tap. There is hot water, there is cold water. This is what the Bible says. Some people like warm, not hot. Some people like cold. There's crazy ones. They, they like cold. But the Lord is, is saying to you, you have to choose hot. Don't be lukewarm. You need to be hot. And you can change your life by your words. This is what the, and you are going to choose, not God. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Amen? Say that to the person next to you, please. Yeah. You have to choose. The first point, receive the vision. Receive the vision. You have to listen to the Lord to have a, a vision for your life. Second, read the vision. Third, Speak the vision into life. Speak the vision. Amen? You have to speak your vision. Because you are going to receive what we are speaking. And I want to start going to another way now. That vision is a, a gift from God. Could you repeat after me? V vision is a gift from God. <coughs> and I want to talk to you about how vision helps you to make decision. Okay? How vision will help you to make decisions. The greatest gift, pay attention, please. The greatest gift that God gave humans is the power of choice. The ability to make decisions. This is the greatest gift, but also... This is the greatest curse. <laughs> the greatest gift, that's good, but the greatest curse. Why? Because, as you know, you are not a robot, right? You are not a robot. You are a free mortal that has power of will. You have power of will. And it's a gift from God. It's a gift from God. But pay attention what I'm going to say. The most dangerous responsibility given by God to humans is the power of choice. If life came with manual, if we had one manual, we had no problems, isn't it? Of course, we'd have no problems. But life doesn't come. Why? Life doesn't come with manual. Why not? Because God gave you free will. <laughs> or 
God gave you free will and you will decide about your life. You know, you, you, you can decide whatever you want about your life. And the most difficult thing in life is about is to decide among the alternatives that are in front of you. Isn't it? This is the hardest thing in life. What to decide? What to do? What to stood? How I'm going to use my time? How to, to whom I'm going to marry? I think there are many questions in our lives. But the Bible says one thing. That God has good plans for us. Do you believe that? God has good plan for us. And if you seek him and depend on him and have a good relationship with him, then he will show you what is, is the right decision. But you yourself will decide. Did you get? The Lord has good plans for you. But you will decide, not the Lord. This is why it's the greatest responsibility. It's so dangerous, this power that God gave us. And you know, every day you are deciding things about life, isn't it? Every day you are deciding things. I, I read that experts in human mind say that everybody, not one of Everybody here, or everybody that are listening to me, makes at least 7,000 decisions every day. The minimum. Between 7,000 to 10,000. It's not Marcy's experts in human mind. But this includes, this decision, this includes simply opening your eyes in the morning. Yeah. And some of you don't. This is a decision. You know, sometimes you plan to pray. Are you with me? You know, sometimes you plan, I'm going to pray in the morning. It's a plan. And then when the alarm goes off, you remember, oh, it's, it's cold outside. And you are sleepy and say, okay, tomorrow. Then you stop decision life is filled with decision maybe decide deciding wake up deciding get up to go to the bathroom to brush your to brush your teeth and someone do doesn't yeah, decision to have time alone, alone, along with God. Huh. To uh, no mobile here, but to check your social media. Some people wake up. <laughs> this is the craziest thing, but they go to social media. Let's check my message. You're destroying your life if you are doing that. Sorry. Sometimes deciding. I'm going to school. Maybe I'm not going to school. 
to decide what to wear, what kind of clothes, what you're going to eat in the morning, or how to use your time in that day, how to make decisions among all the alternatives. That is the hardest part, isn't it? Yeah. Pay attention. The most challenging task in life is not making decisions, but knowing which decisions to make. Is that true? Yeah. yeah. Every day, everybody is a decision maker. Every day, you are a decision maker. Even the decision not to decide. Some people decide not to decide. Some people did decide nothing. <laughs> it's crazy. But some people, what are you going to do? Nothing. They decided nothing. Yeah. It is impossible not to ever make a decision. It's impossible. You are deciding every single second of your life. When I said that most of the people, normally they decide 7,000, some people look at me and said, oh, so crazy. <laughs> but now you're going to say that it's true. You are deciding. The difficulty in living on earth is deciding what to decide. I have seen people sp spend their life wasting time because they made the decision that were not relevant to their pursuit. Have you seen this kind of people wasting their life? Because that's what you are. You are the fruit of your decisions. Pay attention to what I'm going to say now. You are nothing less and nothing more than the all decisions you have made. Are you with me? Yeah. You are nothing less and nothing more than all decisions you have made. That is, that is important to make a decision in the right way, make them at the right time, and with the right people. I have seen many people taking decisions with the wrong people. In the wrong time. And because of what you decide, your life becomes what you are today. Years ago, I decided to study. I was a young man. And because what I decided, I became one businessman. But it was a decision made years ago. Then pay attention. How is your life? Is your life stagnant? You are reaping. It's the consequence of fruits that, that of your choice. For you to understand better. One alcoholic man or woman decided to take the first drink 
40 years ago. Right? Said, I can drink just a little bit. Or a smoker is a man or woman who decided 50 years ago to smoke the first cigarette. Isn't it? Just to smoke the first one. Not too much. Just the first one. But also, the other side, a doctor is a boy that decided to be a doctor when he was in the secondary school. He was in the secondary school and said, I'm going to be a doctor. Or, and instead wasting time, he started reading a lot, preparing for his living search, reading a lot of books to be a doctor. Every decision determines your future. Say that to the person next to you. Every decision determines your future. Do you know why you are listening to me today? Do you know why are you listening to me today? Do you know why? Because God wants you to make some adjustment in your life. Yeah? And so that you don't keep making the same mistakes, please. The wrong decision and wasting your life. I wanted to read now a powerful verse to you. Very powerful verse from the scripture. That will give you revelation what I am talking right now to you. And please, I want you to highlight and underline this verse in your Bible, please. Because this verse that we are going to read, in a few minutes, this verse we are going to read, has guided my life and decisions since I was born again. This verse is guiding my life since I born again. And I'm going to give you now a secret that is protecting the life of your pastor. Okay? This life, this verse is protecting my life. Let's read all together out loud, please. Everything is permissible for me, but all things are beneficial. Everything is permissible for me, but I will not be enslaved by anything. Wow. This is the word of God. And God said, God said to Paul the apostle, he said, I can do what I want. I can do anything I want. I am free will person and no one can control my life. This is what he said. No one can control my life. I can do anything that I want. I can decide whatever I want. This is what the verse said. You are, you are deciding your life. But look at the second part of the verse. The verse, please. Look at the second part of this verse. 
What said the second part of this verse? What said the second part? But, but not. Wow, uh, oh, yeah. But are you not being enslaved by anything? Said not everything is beneficial. I can do everything. You have the right of choice. And you are choosing what you want. But not everything is beneficial. Your life, pay attention. Your life should be controlled by what is. I'm going to repeat again. Your life should be controlled by what is beneficial. Say that to the person next to you. Everything we are going to do, I'm going to do that because it's going to be beneficial. If it's not beneficial, stop doing it. This is the power of choice. How do you know what is beneficial to you? How do you know what's beneficial to you, my beloved brothers? This is what I am teaching you. It's about your vision. What is beneficial is you are, it's about your vision. What is your vision? If you don't have a vision, you don't know what is beneficial to you. Everybody, every day has to deal with it and to decide. And this is the, this is the challenge, what, what to do. Vision disciplines you to make decisions correctly. Okay? Visions. Disciplines you. I told you years, uh, no, months ago, I was teaching. I had a vision. I'm going to have a good family. I'm going to marry just one woman. I'm going to live with her. I'm going to have a, a family. And because of this vision that I received from the Lord, I was tempted. When I was dating Fabiana, I was tempted to sleep with another girl. I was tempted. They came to me and said, you are so attractive. Would you sleep with me? Said, sorry, no. I have a vision. Everything is permissible. But not everything you help me in the vision that I have. And this is why you are destroying your life. I told you because I said I'm going to have a good marriage. I'm going to be happy in my marriage. I dated Fabiana for three years and eight months. I didn't touch her body. Never ever touched her body. I never ever kissed him, kissed her. Because I said I don't want to. I go and shoot. Everything is permissible. Did you get the point? Yeah. Everything is? Of course you can. Of course. But is it beneficial to you, to your holiness? If you are, are you trying to be a man of God that you serve the Lord faithfully? This is why everything is permissible and you are deciding to do things that you are destroying the future of God in your life. 
why is decision-making so important? Because discipline is created by the power of choice. Discipline is created by the power of choice. Paul said, I will do nothing that is not beneficial. I will do nothing that is not beneficial. Did you get the point why that verse is the verse that is guiding my life? I will do nothing that is not beneficial to the vision that God gave to me. I will do nothing. And what are you doing? Beneficial means anything that contributes to the fulfillment of your vision. Did you get? For example, I'm going to give you an example. Maybe you want to lose some weight. Okay? Or if you have a desire, desire to lose 20, ki 20 kilos. Okay? Just for you to understand, just to illustrate. That is your desire. Okay? And the first thing you need to do is to have a vision of your desire, right? Or if you are wearing size 18, for example, then you need to have a vision. I'm going, in the end of the year, I'm going to be wearing the size 12, for example. You need to have a vision. If you want to, to be a doctor, you need to, be, to have a vision. If you want to be an engineer, if you want to be a man of God, if you want to be a man that will serve the Lord, if you want to have a family that you produce glory to the Lord, you need to have a vision first. And going back to this person, that maybe this person wants to lose 20 kilos, then once you have a vision, is it everything done just because you have a vision? No! What do you need to do? You need to discipline yourself. Okay? Say with me, when I have a, a vision, I'm going to discipline myself. Amen? Or if you want to be a person that knows the scripture, the Bible, and, wa and, you, and you want to be used by God, do you have this desire? What do you need to do? You need to discipline yourself to study the word of God every day. <laughs> yeah. Would you like to listen, God? Would you like to hear the voice of God? And to be intimate with him? If you want that, that if you want to have that, then you have to discipline yourself and to have a life of prayer every day and go to the presence of God every day. Amen? If you want to be a successful professional, who would you like to be a successful professional? I think every man should have this desire. Because when you are successful, the people are going to listen to you. When you are nothing, nobody, no one listens to you. This is the truth in this world. And if you want to be a successful, 
you have to discipline yourself. You have to read books. You have to study and to qualify yourself for the labor market. And some people, they are lazy. They don't like to read. And then you are disqualified for the labor market. This is the point. But let's go to the example of that person that wants to lose 20 kilos, all right? And that person has a plan and says, I'm going to lose weight. And then that person is invited to go to a friend's house. <laughs> and then she goes to for a dinner. And, and there, there is a big table full of good food. Hmm. A lot of choices. And then you say, help me, Jesus, please. I am, I am tempted, sorry. Help me, please. Because there are in the table many different kinds of meat. Pork, beef, chicken, sausage, ribs, and lamb. Two different kinds of rice. Lasagna. And there are another table full of desserts. <laughs> Apple pie, brownies, cupcakes, oh Lord. <laughs> Cookies, ice cream, and a lot of delicious chocolates. <laughs> what to do? What did Paul said? What did Paul said? Everything is permissible. Woo! Everything is permissible. Then some people go and jump. Everything is permissible. When someone invites you to their houses, everything is permissible. Everything is permissible. But the point is, never wake up and go into your day without a vision of your future. Never enter into the restaurant without a vision of the size that you want to wear. <laughs> never go to a party without a vision. Why? Your flesh, your flesh says, all things are permissible. But the spirit says, but no, not all things are beneficial. Then you are, your flesh, like the first part of the verse. Your flesh. Everything is permissible. I can do the life, I can live the life the way I want. I don't need to listen my father, I don't need my mother, I don't, I don't want to listen my pastor, I don't want to listen my doctor. I can do everything is permissible. It's what is written in the Bible. <laughs> everything is, but not everything is beneficial. Not everything is, look to the person next to you and say, not everything is beneficial to you. Stay with the second part, not with the first. 
Because the first part is for your flesh. Everything's beneficial. Sleep until 10, 11. Don't read a book. Don't study the Bible. Don't have time with God. Don't come to the conquer school. Don't go to prayer meetings. Don't go to the Bible studies on Saturday. Stay at home, partying, going to a party. This is nice. This is your flesh. But your spirit says, but not everything is beneficial to you. Are you, are you understanding me? And this is the point. You are deciding your life, but you are destroying your life. You are destroying your body. You are destroying your future. You are destroying the plan of God for your life. I have seen many people destroying their lives because of their decisions. I remember when that, I, I have at least three girls. They came to me and said, even when I was married, I was in a company working, and one woman came to me and like offering herself to me. I said, do you think my flesh, everything is, <laughs> yeah, of course, but no. I said, no, it's not beneficial, it's going to destroy my life. Be careful. If you live by your flesh, you are going to destroy your spiritual life. Be careful. But everything is permissible. Your decisions are totally based on your vision. Right? Because you have, because you have no vision for the future, you keep making dumb decisions. Hmm. Because some of you have no vision. You are making dumb decisions, silly decisions. Beneficials means that are some things that you won't permit in your life. What is self-discipline? I'm finishing. What is discipline? Discipline is self-imposed standard and self-imposed restriction that you put on yourself that are motivated by a desire that is greater than all the alternative. Discipline is when you police yourself because there is something that you want to achieve that is more important than the other temptations. Discipline you police, police yourself. You're going to police yourself. Because there is something that you want to achieve. There is a future. Say, I'm going to, I know what I want. I am right in my future. I, I, I have my, the vision for my future. I received it from the Lord. Everything is permissible. But I'm not going to do anything that's beneficial for the vision that God has for me. Young people, be careful. What are you doing? You are destroying your life. Internet is destroying the young people nowadays. They don't study anymore. How many books have you read in the past months? The people don't read books. Just seconds rolling down.
If you can't discipline yourself, then the life has a way of having others discipline you. Did you listen to me? Did you listen to me what I said? I'm going to repeat again. If you can't discipline yourself, then the life has a way of having others discipline you. If you don't discipline yourself, the life will discipline you. Yeah. Why there are so many families destroyed? Because some men, they didn't discipline themselves. And their life are destroyed. Their marriage are destroyed. Do you know God gave you parents? Why God gave you parents? Do you know why? Did you know why God give you old people? Do you know why? Because God knows that you have no discipline as a child. So he needs to give you external discipline until you learn personal discipline. Did you get? God knows. Children doesn't have discipline. Then God said, I'm going to give older people. To discipline you. Until the day that you know how to discipline yourself. Do you know how do, how do you have pastors and leaders. That sometimes I discipline you. Because of that. And sometimes we are disciplining you. Because we don't want to see you destroyed. Until you kn know how to discipline yourself. Everything is permissible. But I will, do not I will do everything that is beneficial. Everything is permissible. But I will do only things that are beneficial. Let's stand up, please. I want you, please don't move, don't move, because this is the most important part. There are some people, they are today 20 years old, 30, 50 years old, but unfortunately, they are still children because they do not discipline themselves. Don't walk, please. I want to ask you, no, don't walk now because this is the most important part. Close your eyes and receive this word, please. When I was born again, I wasn't a disciplined person. But I learned discipline in my church, through my pastors, my leaders, and if the Bible. And you need to learn how to be a disciplined person. Without a vision, you, you have no discipline. Keep your eyes closed, please. Receive this word from the Lord. This word is so important. God has good plans for you. Do you believe that? God has good plans for you. If you seek Him, depend on Him, have a good relationship with Him, He will show you what is the right decision. But yourself will decide. You will decide. Now you need to decide. Now you need to decide what you will do after listening to this message. 
What do you do after listening to this message? Why? Because you are nothing less or more than all decisions that you have made. You are the results of all your decisions. If you put this message today into practice and have no self-discipline, you, you fail. If you don't put this message into practice and have no self-discipline, you will fail. Father, I pray for all my brothers and sisters, Lord, here. Help all of us to have a vision for our future. Please, Lord, I pray today, Lord, open up our spiritual eyes, our spiritual understanding. Lord, that we can have, we can listen to you. Some young people, they are destroying their lives by their decision. Dumb decisions, Lord. Abandon you, your kingdom, for silly things, Lord. Everything is permissible, not everything is beneficial. Help us to take the right decision, Lord, please. Lord, I pray that everyone here can understand, can listen to you and to have their vision. To write their vision, to read their vision, and to speak their vision. Not to speak their reality, but to speak their vision. Lord, I do pray for all my brothers and sisters. Dear Holy Spirit, I preach the word. Now I ask you, help everyone that listen to this word. Or those who are going to listen in the future, they can find their vision for this life, Father. In Jesus' name, help us, Lord, to listen from you, to write our vision, to read, to speak, Lord, the vision. Help us to control our tongues and our words, Lord. Because life and death are in the power of the tongue, Lord. Holy Spirit, help us in our decision. Holy Spirit, move right now. Speak to every single person here in this place and those who are listening to me. Speak into their lives. Help them to control their lives. Holy Spirit, help us to decide what is right. How to use our time. All things are permissible, Lord. But not all, all things are beneficial. Forgive us, Lord. Forgive us the wrong decisions of your people and give us a clear vision, Father, of our future. Help us to discipline ourselves. This is my prayer. I declare, Lord, that you're going to walk in holiness in walking everything that are beneficial for our future and for the plan that you have for our lives. In Jesus' name, I pray. And I bless all my brothers and sisters in Jesus' name. And everybody say, Amen and Amen. The Lord bless you. In Jesus' name, all the glory to the Lord.